What's up? Hello and welcome to The Weekenders. This is the show where we talk about the biggest games of the weekend in football. And um, this is a huge weekend for football, but let's recap what we saw this past Monday, the uh, obliteration that was the college football um, national championship. Uh, I guess after you know, what we saw on Monday, people are more ready than ever to uh, move on to the 12-team format, although there are still some doubters. Uh, of course, as always, I'm joined by Lexi and Bobby. I'm Max. Uh, how you guys feeling? How did you guys enjoy the game? Not um, much to enjoy, was there? <laughs> no. I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy because, we, you know, we said kind of all season, like, this isn't really the same Georgia team. They're showing, you know, signs of weakness. And then <laughs> come this national championship, it's like, nope, we're probably even better than last year. Like, it's it's just crazy. But it's just incredible what Kirby Smart has just done with those guys and that program. So it's like it's going to be the bigger, badder version of Saban's dynasty, I feel like. And I'm just not ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a <laughs> the worst blowout we've ever seen in um, a playoff game, a championship game. You name it. It was um, it was men versus boys out there. And, you know, what what Georgia did was truly remarkable. They played from the jump aggressive. They did exactly what you want to do if you want to beat a less experienced, less talented team like TCU. They made it clear from the jump that they were there to win the damn championship. And that is exactly uh, how how you're supposed to come out in a championship game. Uh, but you're right. No, Georgia, we, we saw them, you know, have their moments of, you know, not looking great. We've seen them, you know, but when they, when they, when we've seen them turn it on, they turned it on. And Mm -hmm. I think that is pretty scary. Well, I mean, especially in the games that actually mattered, you know what I mean? Like those little games, they were like, you know, hang, letting them hang around and stuff that didn't mean anything. It's like what they do on the big stage is just what's most impressive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the game was a good encap- encapsulation of how balanced Georgia is. Um, we've seen teams be dominant, you know, more on the defensive side of the ball, um, like the, sort of the Alabama teams of those, like, early 2010s, 2009, um, and teams that more just so run. And then we kind of moved into a, a few years of teams with, like, great quarterbacks and offenses that were able to go out and win. But this Georgia team, um, you know, like was able to keep up scoring wise with Ohio state and they come in and just like, you know, play awesome defense and just pour it on scoring wise. Like there was nothing TC you could do on defense, um, you know, 65 points or whatever it was like, that's, that's a, a you know, a well-balanced uh, win for, for Georgia. So um, huge for them. And I mean, they could have another, you know, player on the defensive line, go number one in the draft this year. Like, I think that's impressive too. Like mm-hmm. just, you know, how, how, how much they've been able to build um, their identity and, you know, just, just look a, a class above the rest of college football. I think mm-hmm. that's a credit to um, what Kirby Smart's been able to do and their recruiting and, and um, everything like that. And right now, you know, we don't know, what their future looks like from a quarterback standpoint, but I don't think there's, they're, they're showing any signs of slowing down um, mm-hmm. anytime soon. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, I feel like we have to, we have to give Kirby smart as flowers more. Honestly, I feel like a lot of the discourse around this game was, Oh, like they had so many more five stars in DCU and all that. And yeah, that definitely helped. But the coaching I think is what set them apart. It's that, mm-hmm. that combination of coaching and talent. Um, Kirby Smart ended his press conference by shouting out his scout team who perfectly replicated TCU's 3-3-5 defense and by his quote um had it they said they were having it run better than TCU was and their the ability to learn that to drill that in across the board from the Mm -hmm. scout team all the way up to your best players I mean that is what separates you know a a good organization a good um program from like a truly great one. And Georgia completely has that down. Um, I, I think it's clear to me, they, they are the, no pun intended, top dog in college football. I, I think they <laughs> clearly have that thrown right now. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, yeah. It, I think overall, like, it was a really good college football season. We saw another year where, like, you know, we we kind of saw a little bit of parity, although, you know, again, like Georgia coming coming back to win. Um, we saw sort of, um, you know, the, the team, the usual suspects sort of creep up at the top of the rankings. But still, I mean, if you're a Tennessee fan, like, what an incredible year that they had. Uh, teams like Florida State, teams like um, TCU, obviously. Like, we saw some teams that we don't usually see be in the conversation towards the end. And I think even though we saw that that big blowout win at the end of the year, like, I don't think that takes away from um, the parity that we've seen the last couple of years in college football. And I'm excited for the 12-team playoff because, you know, who's to say if it was a 12-team format – format this year for all the people that were complaining about, you know, TCU being there, like who's to say they don't get eliminated earlier. Who's to say that, you know, Alabama doesn't make it through. And, you know, if everyone thinks like they should have been there instead, like, you know, there's, there's so many possibilities, Tennessee with Joe Milton, the way that they, that they were playing, you know, in the, in the bowl game and how they looked like there's, I, I'm, I, I can't wait. I, can't, I honestly can't wait no. for the expansion. I think it's going to be fun. I'm, you know, the four team thing I think is, as you know, shown us what it is, and um, you know, I'm I'm excited for for more teams, more stories like TCU, and and just you know, more meaningful football at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I think the meaningful football thing to me, I, I one of the common issues I feel like people have with the 12 team expansion is they're like, oh, it's going to take away from the regular season. It's not going to mean as much. Well, to me, it's just going to mean more in some ways because. Mm-hmm instead of four teams, you know, and you're eliminated if you lose two games and all this. Now, so many more games matter. So many for those bottom seeds, for seeding, you know, to get into the top four, to get that buy. That is massive because you know what? TCU wouldn't have been in the top four. They wouldn't have gotten a buy. They would have had to go play uh, number 12 to lane week or like uh, in the first game, which as USC can attest to is not an easy thing. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean the stakes aren't, you know, lose and you're completely eliminated. The stakes just mean different things now. And I think that's going to be something that's going to be really important, really exciting. And it's going to matter for teams like Tulane or, you know, conference championship weekend is going to be so much more important. You can't, you know, be like a TCU, stroll in, lose, and then, no, you're fine. You know, you're going to be in the exact place you were in the first place. Um the consequences are just different. And I think that is going to be really, really cool. Definitely grateful for the four, for the uh, final four setup. It was a, a, definitely the right move um, moving away from the BCS, but um, this 12 team uh, setup is going to be really, really good for the sport of college football across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I just never really understood why so many people were so against it. You know, I mean, like it does, it makes more bowls matter again. And that was the whole point. Everyone's like, Oh, all these bowl games don't matter. It's like, this is only giving us more chance to like, to see things, you know, games that players don't want to bow out of, or like, you know, are going to play, we're going to see those good games again. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, cool. Yeah. That was, that's a nice way to wrap the bowl in the season. Obviously the drama never ends, but we'll continue to sort of, talk about the biggest news in, in college football as the rest of the year goes on. Um, and as we get towards the draft, that'll be fun as well, but um, awesome. Uh, awesome. Awesome way to, to wrap, to wrap up the year. Um, well, now in the NFL, this is the uh, sort of perfect timing because as we put a bow on the college football season, now we are uh, getting into the most important games of the NFL season. And that is, the playoffs, of course, and it starts with the wild card round, which, um, you know, has a lot of games this weekend. Um, really fun and exciting to see who uh, kind of separates themselves and, you know, make makes it onto the next round and onto the Super Bowl. But um, the first game we're going to discuss is the Seahawks facing the 49ers. So the Seahawks were able to beat the Rams. The Detroit, Lexi's Detroit Lions did them a favor by beating the Packers. And, and allowing them to make make the playoffs, so uh, the the Seahawks, you know, have to send the Lions a, a gift basket or something. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I need some type of consolation. Okay, <laughs> like, you're welcome. 
Yeah. I mean, I think I think beating Aaron Rodgers two times this year is is a great thing to hang your hat on if you're a Lions fan. But um yeah, it's the Seahawks who face the four Niners. The Niners are nine and a half point favorites. Um very good team all around. I think this will be interesting to kind of see. Kind of reminds me of, you know, the old the early two thousand tens when the Niners and the Seahawks were kind of like uh, you know, the two big teams in the NFC and they would have all those battles. But, you know, a lot's changed since then. And uh, we're going to see the the glorious quarterback battle of Geno Smith and Brock Pur- Purdy uh, in this game. Do you guys think the Seahawks have a chance at all? Um, I mean, it depends what, I guess, what Geno we're going to get to. Like, because I feel like if he can go off and, and be consistent, he's been great this year. So, you know, you think of why not them. Um, I didn't see them being this good, that's for sure. So, uh, <clears throat> but if if the Niners bring their heat, especially on defense and stuff, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, no, I I don't know. This is, it's a tough one because Seattle, they do have that scrappy underdog type of vibe, but they've been on a bit of a downturn. Just getting into the playoffs was a little bit tough towards the end there. Which is, um, you know, I, I gotta say, you know, that was to be expected. You know, they flew really high, really close to the sun. And, you know, sometimes good teams like that, you know, a- as time goes on, they go back down. Um, oh, man, I, I, I like I like uh, San Fran here. I, San Francisco. Sorry, I know people who live in the Bay Area hate it when people call it San Fran. My my apologies. <laughs> I, I, I screwed that up. Uh, but no, I think I think the Niners. um I think the Niners got this one. They're a more complete team. And um, I don't know, but I will say it, it does feel like pretty ripe for an upset. And if Purdy plays, I've seen him enough to know that he will do some really dumb Brock Purdy things. Um, so it, it's possible. Yeah. But if, if I had to make a bet on this, I'm definitely going with the Niners. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, you have two coaches that are, <clears throat> excuse me, two coaches that are very familiar with each other and two teams that are very familiar with each other. Um, now the C- the 49ers did beat, beat the Seahawks in their two matchups in the regular season this year, but it's very hard to beat a team three times. And so um, I, I think Pete Carroll still may have some tricks up his sleeve. I, Gino played, um, you know, okay in the two matchups they played this year. Um, the first one was, was week two in San Fran. He threw for 197 yards, completed 80% of his passes, but he didn't throw a touchdown. He threw a pick um, in that game, and that was a 27-7 to loss. And then the next game in week 15, 70% threw a touchdown, no picks, 238 yards. So definitely improved the second time versus the first time. And um, although the Seahawks still lose, it was a closer game, 21-13. Uh, to But, yeah, I think, it'll, I think the familiarity will come into play. Um, I don't, I think this is probably a stay away for me, maybe, but I, I could see the Seahawks covering, um, that nine and a half for sure, um, in this game. And I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a fun game for sure. Um, I don't think this will, I don't think this is like the mismatch that everyone probably thinks it is. Yeah. Well, and it's really hard to beat a team three times in one season yeah. too. So yeah. that's like in the back of my head, like I want to pick like San Francisco, they are good, but then I just keep thinking back in my mind, like Pete Carroll coming out of nowhere and, <laughs> and taking this game. Yeah, and the playoffs never go chalk. So if I'm looking at this one, this one might be the one that gets real weird. Mm-hmm. So Bobby has picked the 49ers um, in, your, in your little soliloquy. Uh, Lexi, who do you have? You know, I, I'm going to take Seattle because I just can't hang on to the back of the three times. So let, let's run, run it. And you, you know what? They need to win this. Like we, we lost and, or, you know, we beat the Packers for them. So at least do something and win one playoff game. It can't be for nothing. It can't be for yeah. nothing. Yeah, I think Seattle's going to keep this game really close. I think they're going to actually be able to um, be able to give Brock Purdy some issues. I think – if they're able to run the ball with Kenneth Walker, this could be very, very interesting and they can keep it close. But I'll take the I think I'll take the 49ers. I think the Seahawks are gonna make it a game for sure, but I think the Niners are gonna end up um moving on. So um should be a good a good one. 
That one is at uh, 4.30 on Saturday um, on Fox. Um, all right, so the next game uh, we'll talk about is Chargers, who have a two or two-point favorites in Jacksonville, sort of like the battle of like two quarterbacks who are the future of the league, um, Trevor Lawrence and um, Justin Herbert. <laughs> like your guy, it's like your guy, Justin. <laughs> yeah, my my guy. Uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, now. The Chargers decided that for whatever reason they, they were going to play all their starters when they played in Week 18, even though the game didn't mean anything. So I think there might be some injury concerns to some players. I know Mike Williams got banged up. I'm not sure the status of him now. I can look it up. But um, the Jags sort of been frisky at times, but also at times, you know, had some head scratching performances particularly Trevor Lawrence kind of has kind of been up and down, but you know, it's done enough to, to keep that team afloat. Uh, what do you guys think this game looks like? Well, I don't think it's a blowout like the earlier matchup was uh, back in September, um, which I mean, the Jaguars just waltzed into LA beat them 38 to 10. Um, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Great quarterback duel. Um, I'm excited to see what Trevor Lawrence has, you know, what he's done this season has been nothing short of remarkable. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a most improved player award for the NFL, but I think he would be up there for it. Um, and look, I, I saw a stat on Twitter today and you know, look, it's Twitter might be totally wrong, but Trevor Lawrence has never lost on the, on Saturday in high school, college, NFL, never lost on a Saturday. So I don't know. I'm feeling some vibes with the Jags here. And also, it's the Chargers. Nothing good ever happens to them. <laughs> they do have some of the worst luck. You know, I can attest being a Lions fan. But um, I think that, the, you know, the Jags have looked great. And it's just a really incredible turnaround from, like, last season. But um, Justin's really improved. And, and he was just really mediocre play from that whole team, like, this whole season. And then they really picked it up in the end here. But... I think with the Jags being at home and, and like you said, just the vibes are immaculate for them right now. It's like, I don't think anything's stopping them. And, uh, you know, Doug Peterson is just, you know, one, one of the greatest coaches I've, I've seen. So it's, you know, I'm taking the Jags for sure. You know what? I think you, you, Lexi, you just said it. Like the interesting thing is Doug Peterson, in my opinion, at least is a much better coach than Brandon Staley. And Doug Peterson's been here before, right? Like he's, he led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. He know what it takes. He knows he knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. Now, of course, you're dealing with an inexperienced quarterback, but the guy they're playing on the other side, you know, is what just a year older, and you know this is his first trip to the playoffs too. So, I don't know. This is kind of a, a interesting game, especially now that you you factor in the Mike Williams injury, which you know, just looking it up, it looks like he um, has yet to practice. His as he had back spasms in the Broncos game and then his x-rays came back negative but um they're hoping he'll practice this week but that's still up in the air but if mike williams can't go you know there's still a lot of talent on the on the uh chargers I, I don't think it makes it a you know impossible game for them to win i think they still do i mean i, th- I think they still can but i don't know man i'm i'm liking what doug peterson brings to the table as sort of the x factor when you look at um these two teams mm-hmm. um yeah. Never doubt a guy who already has a statue. Yeah. Yeah, a statue and a ring. That's huge. So but I know, Lex, you said Jaguars. Bobby, I don't know if you, you made a prediction yet or not. I I didn't outright make a prediction. I'm I'm going to go Jacksonville here. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, at home, they looked so good that first game. And I know it's not going to, you know, history doesn't repeat all the way. But it was just such a blowout that I, I, I have a feeling Jacksonville – I like it. I like the I like the vibes going on in Duval right now. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, this is a tough game because like Jaguars playing home don't really have a home foot advantage though. It's it's Jacksonville, but Chargers fans don't travel uh, that that much either. So it's like, <laughs> all right, uh, home foot advantage. Sure, I like Jag- the Jaguars coach, but I like Justin Herbert. At this point, I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence just because of the experience. Um, Jaguars have a great running game. So do the chargers. It's a, they're, they're two very even teams actually, but 
Uh, I think I'm going to go with my gut and pick the Chargers, though. Just overall talent. Um, you know, this is a place where, uh, you know, they got to be hungry. I mean, they, they, they got to feel like, you know, a lot of the guys in that roster felt like they should have been here last year. And if it wasn't for the kind of decisions they made um, in the last couple couple games of the year, they, you know, this would be their second year in a row going to the playoffs. So I, I, I'm picking the team with a little bit more experience at quarterback, hungrier to be here. Um, I love Doug Peterson, love Trevor Lawrence. I like what the Jaguars are doing down there. But give me the Chargers to win. Uh, I'll, I'll take the points, too. I think they're going to win probably by, you know, three or, or more. But, um, yeah, I like I like, uh, I like like L.A. Um, all right, cool. Uh, moving on to the, the game. Uh, that one's at uh, 8.15 uh, Saturday night. So, you know, no college football, but you, you still get your Saturday night football in. <laughs> Uh, like you said, Bobby Trevor Lawrence used to that. Uh, but the next game is will be Bills um, Dolphins at one on CBS. Uh, no Tua, we we know that for sure. Um, was not able to clear concussion protocol and will be out of this game. The Dolphins uh, snuck in by beating the Jets um, just barely, and um, everything else got, sort of fell into place between uh, the Jaguars. Uh, winning their game and the the Patriots losing for them to get a uh, date with the Bills who are coming off a high after winning that game and everything that happened and uh, the news of DeMar Hamlin, uh, which uh, the latest, I guess, is that he's he's returned home. So he's been cleared from, you know, everything. He's passed all the the medical, uh, you know, benchmarks he needed to be able to go home. So that definitely is the best news. And I think I even read that he's, He's they're uh, you know ramping him up to be able to return to the to the Bills and and I guess I mean I don't know if he'll play again this year but you know at least if he's going back to the team that means you know he can get there so that's an indication that he'll play football again which you know is great so um, great story happy for him the Bills have to be happy that that everything was positive on on that end and they face an offense team without their quarterback um, without their top two quarterbacks not they won't have Tua or Teddy Bridgewater so. Um, Vegas has this at minus 13. That might not be enough points. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think this is pretty cut and dry. I think I'm taking, taking the Bills to win this big. Uh, sorry, Dolphins, but maybe next year. Shout out to Mike McDaniel, though. What a great job he's, he's done. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But, yeah, I'm, I, I'm so happy about this news, and I, I think that this is going to be the high they're riding on throughout the whole playoffs. Like, this is going to be a dangerous team because they're just fighting for their guy and, and everything they've been through. And, you know, with it being at home, you know, I like that the Dolphins are there. I'm happy for them, but it's, it, it ends this, this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I mean, the, the poor Dolphins just, like, just slowly rolled into this thing. They're they're beat up. They're broken down. You know, the the engine is is, is pretty much dead at this point, and they're going up against an F one vehicle at this point. And I honestly think that the Bills are the most dangerous thing you can have in sports. A team that is insanely good and also has this weird team of destiny. You know, extra you know vibe about them. It it's hard to not think Buffalo is going to make a run. And I think they do. And it starts with a thrashing of the dolphins um, who, you know, like you said, good on you, good on you to get there, but you know, it, it yeah. road ends here. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I mean, like you guys said, I think everything just adds up for the bills here. Um, the dolphins is one of those teams who started off really well, but you know, there's always a team every year. They start off great, but, sort of get just injuries at the wrong time. Um, it looks like the Eagles might be going through some of that as well, but I think the Dolphins for sure like are just, just peaked at the wrong time. Um, too many injuries now to, to carry it through. But, um, yeah, this is this is not much to really talk about here. I think the Bills are going to be able to take care of business uh, pretty easily. I think we all agree. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game, um, which will be at 4.30 on Fox Sunday um, Giants going to Minnesota to face the um, NFC North champions, uh, Skull Vikings, uh, who've been like the picture of like, you know, inconsistent at times, but 13 and four. Um, 
the Giants, another, you know, another team with a coach of the year candidate and Brian Dayball for what he's been able to do, um, particularly with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and getting this that team to this point. Um, playing at Minnesota, Minnesota's favored by three. Um, yeah, this is this one's a tough a tough game. Um, I, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Do you feel like Kirk Cousins will be able to handle business, or will uh, he, or will he uh, uh, fumble the bag? I mean, it's it's a four thirty game, so not exactly night, but still the playoffs. I feel like <laughs> we don't know what Kirk Cousins we're gonna see. But what do you guys think? Ooh, this is a tough one because just looking at how the Giants have been the past couple weeks, I mean, they're what? Like, they've won they've won two games since... Uh, just just looking at the record, they, they started off really hot and then have just completely kind of fallen off. They've I mean, they've, they've beaten the Commanders, they beat the Colts, and the Texans, and then they tied with the Commanders at one point. So I just haven't seen a lot of really... I haven't seen anything impressive, honestly, since they beat the Jaguars back god knows when and i feel like in a similar way to miami they're they're a team that you know started off hot and just kind of rolled their way in and i will say that is pretty dangerous for a new york giant team we've seen them do this in the past where they don't belong in the playoff and then they get hot uh in the playoffs and then they get hot and make a run but this isn't tom tom coughlin's not walking through that door eli manning's not walking through that door this is i don't i don't think that kind of miracle run is is going to happen here i think uh the vikings are just too good go in get a win at home protect home turf yeah um it's hard not to say that vikings are one of the most fraudulent teams i've seen like at 13 and 4 but with that being said i think they're gonna at least pull off one playoff win i don't i think they're gonna getting knocked out you know in these next couple rounds here but you know they're hot right now going into the playoffs you know, it's at home. Kirk Cousins doesn't fumble the bag this time. Okay, I'll give him that much. But I'm also putting faith in him, so who knows? Um, but I just think that's gonna not gonna be enough for the Giants, or it's gonna be too much for the Giants to handle. Uh, they've, like you said, mediocre play, nothing really fancy or, or special. They kind of just coasted themselves into the playoffs, which is, must be nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that they don't stand a chance here. Well, the last time they played, it was a three point win for Minnesota. So. You know, sort of the same script in Minnesota. Another one of the games that the Vikings won this year that was, you know, a close game. You know, Vegas has this, I guess, at at Vikings minus three. So I guess they're looking at, you know, this being something similar. You know, uh, you know, the Vikings keeping a Giants team around. Um, you know, who knows? You know what Kirk Cousins will see, but I mean, the Vikings just have so much, so much talent, especially on offense. Um, I, I think that it's going to be too much for the Giants to handle. I kind of agree with you, Lexi. I'm not sure how far the Vikings get um, just in the scope of the playoffs, but I think this team, you know, I, I don't know. I got to, I got to trust, I got to trust uh, just, um, you know, the talent of the Vikings to sort of uh, take over here. The Giants are, are scrappy. They're good. They're tough, but, I just don't think they can go into, um, you know, Minnesota for the second time, you know, in what, a month <laughs> and, you know, and overcome overcome the, the, the Vikings um, this go round. So, yeah, I got the I got the Vikings winning. I don't know about the spread. I, I, I feel like they're going to win by more than three, but we'll see. I like I like Minnesota. Bobby, you, you said. I'll go Vikings as well. Yeah, Vikings. Yeah, I think we're all Vikings here. Yeah, all Vikings. Cool. Um, all right, another one that's probably going to be not fun to watch. Um, the next game, the last Sunday playoff game is eight fifteen on NBC. It's the Ravens at the Bengals. Um, Lamar Jackson, no sign of him for this game. It looks like so. Um. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, that kind of describes what the game will be, will be like. I mean, without <laughs> Lamar Jackson, uh, a, 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 a snoozer for sure. Um, Bengals uh, favored by eight and a half. I think that's probably 
um, you know, not large enough of a spread. I think the Bengals are going to coast here. Um, the Ravens, good on them for being for being you know ten and seven, having this record, of being a playoff team. But um, in this situation, with the the status of Lamar being uncertain and the Bengals just continuing to legitimize, you know, why they made the Super Bowl last year, I don't see them losing this game, especially at home. Yeah, I mean, we literally just saw this game on Sunday, and it yeah. was a blowout. Yeah. Without Lamar Jackson, I don't think there's any hope uh, for the for the Ravens, and I think they crash out here. Uh, the Bengals are peaking at the right right time, which is, you know, basically the entire season. They've been on an absolute heater. I think they get a win here uh, as well in advance. Um, this this season, this story is about it's about the Bengals, it's about the Chiefs, and it's about the Bills. Those three teams are the teams that matter in the AFC, and those are the ones we're going to see duking it out. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Bengals, I think too, they got you know with, with how everything went down post, um, like you know what happened with Demar. I think that a lot of them felt a little chip on their shoulder. You know, they kind of got screwed out of, uh, you know, of something, regardless of what it is, but they've just been on fire like that last game and, and Joe Burrow is just ultimate swag at this point. So it's a very dangerous team to be facing. Um, but, you know, rolling into the playoffs with a chip on your shoulder, um, especially with someone like Joe Burrow, it, you know, home game, they're going to blow them out again. I think I just, you know, especially if Lamar um, isn't going to be there, but you know, even if he is, I just think Bengals are too hot right now. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch them. I, I even though it's Ohio, I enjoy watching the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I do enjoy it. So. Well, Cincinnati is like kind of close to Kentucky, so you can, you yeah. can pretend it's not in <laughs> Ohio. Right. Uh, is, is Lamar Jackson a Raven next year? I don't, I don't know. think so. I, I, I don't. The whole situation is so, so weird to me. I don't know. I, like, why wouldn't you keep him? But then maybe it's just not working. I don't know. I don't think he is, though. I'm not sure where he goes, but I don't think he stays in Baltimore. Things just feel off there. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I This scenario has been kind of going on for so long, and it feels weird, and it just... I don't know. I th- They clearly need him. They need to just drop the bag and, and keep him, but I don't know. It seems like both sides aren't going to budge, and I think somebody will drop, uh, give him a, a, a massive offer, and, mm-hmm. you know, he goes there, but uh, I don't know. It's tough because the NFL – I don't think the, – the Ravens, that's one thing. I don't think the NFL just wants teams to be given out <laughs> guaranteed contracts, um, and which is why that's not a, a thing in the NFL. Like, the NBA does it, the NFL doesn't. And so I think Lamar Jackson being the first – quarterback to get a fully guaranteed contract or whatever, you know, that's what he wants. Um, I, I think it's just tough all around because if you just look at it in a vacuum and say, okay, well, this is Lamar and the Ravens. Well, Lamar has been phenomenal MVP, you know, all the things that you would, you know, expect a guy to be, to accomplish, to be able to earn um, that money. But I think the tough part is, you know, the guaranteed thing, especially when um, he's, you know, had multiple injuries in his career, um, hasn't been like spectacular in the playoffs as of as of yet. So um, I think that's it's a tough thing, and uh, you know, the conversation sort of been reignited this week, and you know, if they lose. Um, in the in this round, you know, that's all we're gonna hear about all summer is, you know, Lamar, is he getting paid? But um it's it's hard. I think I I for me, like uh I don't know who's gonna give him <laughs> a guaranteed tr- contract, even if it's you know not Baltimore. Um, you know, maybe it works out, but I think it's a, a, a tough situation to sort of um, navigate um, for both sides. Um, but you can't, you know, be mad at him for wanting to get paid, but I think the, the hang-up is the full, wanting the money fully guaranteed, so we'll see if he budges on that or not. I think that'll, that'll be everything. Yeah, it's it's pretty unprecedented, and 
like you said, I, I, I don't know if the NFL owners want to kind of open that Pandora's box, you know, like yeah. I, it's, it's, that's a tough thing to kind of hold the line on, but also you're, you're risking losing Lamar Jackson, which, Ooh, I don't know. You, you don't see Lamar Jackson's uh, in every, in every draft at all. Uh, he is a rare player. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, um, the last game we will talk about is, um, of course, Cowboys at Bucks. That's on Monday night. The Cowboys are favored by two and a half at the Buccaneers, even though they just got obliterated by uh, Sam Howell, Go Heels, and the Washington Commanders in a in a game they needed to win to win the NFC East. By the way, like it wasn't just like some game; like they needed to win that game to win their division. Um, of course, it, it, there would have been the Eagles to lose, but you know, you you would would have expected them to play a lot better than they did. Uh, Dak looked terrible. The team, you know, again that defense just got obliterated by by um, Howell and the and the Commanders. So. Um, not really a good look for them going into the Buccaneers and, and Tom Brady, but they're still favorite two and a half. Um, been a better team than, than Tampa Bay, you know that that is very true. But yeah, do you guys think Dallas will bounce back and take care of business in Tampa? Ooh, I feel like I've seen this movie before, and I feel like it usually ends with the Cowboys losing in ways, in hilarious fashion, which I think they will. Um, I don't know. I just have, I just get those vibes, and I know that's not the world's best sports analysm or, uh, you know, analysis in the, like, ever, but it just, I, I've, I know how the Cowboys operate. I know how they do this sort of thing, and I just have a feeling it's going to be a total disaster. Um, Tom Brady in the playoffs, hard to count him out, and I just don't think the Cowboys have it this time. Yeah, I enjoy when the Cowboys suck, so this is this is a great time to watch them choke at the end there. But um, it's they're just so inconsistent, you know, and Dak is so inconsistent. Um, I I don't really know if he'll ever like get over this hump. I feel like of just what's holding him back, but you know, then you go to the Tom Brady. In Tampa, yes, he's had quite the season, but he's gotten to the playoffs. And that is something that I just could never bet against. I mean, I bet bet against him in games and he shows out and it's like, it doesn't matter. Tom Brady in the playoffs are like hand in hand. So he's going to do whatever he can to make it win. And with it at home, I think that they got this game in the bag. Yeah, the Cowboys just like, these are the situations that we're used to seeing the Cowboys um, you know, lose <laughs> and um, the last so the Buccaneers, you know, a lot of meaningful games this year they lost. And granted, you know, not saying that the Cowboys are the Panthers because the Cowboys are way better. Um, but the way the Bucks played, um, in that Panthers game, they're down. I think it was like 21 to 10 or something at some point, but they're down in that game. They need to win that game to win their division. That type of inspired football that they played when it was Tom Brady, just, you know, force feeding Mike Evans the ball and doing whatever he had to do to win that game. I see it being replicated here, especially if, you know, Dak doesn't have the game of his life. And maybe even if he does, you know, the Bucks win anyway. Um, because, <laughs> <laughs> because it's the Cowboys it's choke every yeah, time. the Cowboys choke, and then it's Tom Brady. So um, I don't know. It's tough. Dallas has to be wishing that this game was in their place, but again, didn't take care of business. Couldn't get it done. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, this. This I think this, this will be the upset of the weekend, quote unquote, because D- Dallas is favored. But I think I have the Bucks winning winning this game for sure. Mm-hmm. And we all have the Bucks, right? I think I heard. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, for sure. But I, I want to ask this question. Like, um, you know, I think there's, there's on both sides, like, there, somebody's got to lose and there's going to be some fallout, right? Bucks lose. There's talk about Tom Brady packing his bags and going to Vegas. 
there's talk about Ty Bowles, you know, maybe that that's his, maybe that's, they're moving on from him or whatever, you know, um, moving on from Byron Leffert or starting over, whatever. The Bucks may have to hit the reset button, you know, because that Super Bowl team is not the same anymore. They're getting older. Tom Brady may not be there. On the Cowboys side, um, you know, we're not talking about necessarily moving on from Dak, but maybe some big changes are, are you know, going to be made. What, what, is it Mike McCarthy? Is it, you know, what what happens there? Um, my question is, what, you know, for whichever team loses this game, uh, which team would a loss have a bigger effect on? Um, the Buccaneers or the Cowboys? I feel like it's probably going to be the – it's weird. I think it's going to be the Bucks. I mean, I just feel like they're sticking – they're going to stick with Dak. It's not like that's, like, in, in limbo. Um, but, yeah, if Tom Brady doesn't, is he going to go a whole other year? I don't think he should. I think, you know, you just got to go out with a little bit of pride and swallow it here and just head out because this is a rough season. So, I just, you know – if he keeps winning and then, you know, doesn't he definitely needs to leave either way. <laughs> it's like, just go out on whatever note this season ends. But I think that, yeah, if the Bucks lose, it's going to be more of a story. It's going to be more of, you know, the hounding in on Tom Brady here. Right. I, I think for me, the writing is already, the destiny of what happens with the Bucks is already like pretty much written. Like they either win the Super Bowl and wow, what a weird situation that would be, or they lose and it's kind of over, which, you know, they gave it a good run. We knew it was temporary. If they beat the Cowboys, that doesn't change if they lose the next round or the or the round after that in the NFC Championship. With the Cowboys, though, it's weird because both of these teams are kind of stuck to their own destiny. The, the Bucks are moving on no matter what. And the Cowboys are stuck where they are because they have that long contract with Dak. You know, they're paying Zeke a ton of money. They're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So... It's it's weird because both are kind of like kind of set where they are. Now the outrage. I, I will say this though, I could see McCarthy being, I don't know, fully hot seat or not. But you know how this headless can go. Oh, I, I would definitely say Dallas because there are some changes you could make. But um, no, a, a, a really disappointing wild card exit would certainly do the trick um, in terms of uh, getting getting the, that seat hot because it's it's Dallas of all the markets in the NFL. That is the one that gets as spicy as it, as it is. Um, mm-hmm. There's no, there's no other NFL franchise. I think that has the expectations as high as they have with the output that they actually put out um, with the results. Yeah. They just never get results. Um, and, you know, at some point, not not even at some point they're just so starved for success for real success just a playoff win at this point that any any sort of failure like that will just set off a a fire sale but nothing's actually going to change jerry jones is still in charge the contracts like i said um and look until jerry sells the team they're going to keep being the same cowboys (laughs) stuck in mediocrity with high lofty hopes and a bunch of disappointments, but look, hey, at least you got that money, you got that star, you know. So you've always got the nineties. You've always got the nineties. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Hopefully they uh, they have the nineties highlight reels and Super Bowl uh, uh, VHS <laughs> tapes. Hopefully those are on DVDs now, or uh, <laughs> hopefully at, hopefully digital if they've gone that far. But yeah, no, that's true. They always have the nineties. Yeah, I mean Jerry's shown patience, but he's not getting any younger. I think the, the interesting wrinkle in this is Sean Payton, right? Like, yeah, he's been, he's kind of been open about, you know, to go, getting back into the NFL. So I hope he doesn't coach there. Come on. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it to me. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's sort of he could, a, he could take that team to new heights that I don't want to see. Okay. Yeah. That that's, that's been the, that's been the, the rumor, you know, since he retired is, is the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, does Cowboys lose at this point? Does Jerry, you know, keep McCarthy or do you say, all right, we'll take, we'll do whatever we, it takes to get Sean Payton. Sean Payton comes in. I think Sean Payton could make Dak a lot better, but if Dak 
doesn't play well next year, then, you know, you can figure that out next year. But I think with Sean Payton being available, I think that makes things a, a lot more interesting for the Cowboys because they still sort of have the infrastructure available, like still have a lot of youngish players. You know, Michael Parsons is, is you know, a spring chicken. You know, he's that, he's going to be the anchor of the defense for a long time. So Dallas still has something to work with. I mean, they, again, you know, winning 12 games this year, like, you know, yeah, I mean, they, they still have something to work with. With the Buccaneers, I feel like, again, they're, they are riding off of that sort of Super Bowl core. But after this year, it just seems ine- inevitable that, everything's breaking up and for the Buccaneers, I mean, you know, why not hit the reset button? Why not rebuild? Because the NFC South isn't getting much better. <laughs> like, you know, what, what is it going to be next year? Like, you know, you, even if you restart, like, you know, you're probably still going to be competing until the end, you know? So it's, I, I think, you know, you may see more dramatic change with the Buccaneers in terms of hitting the reset button. But I think Dallas could also um, be in play for some big changes too, especially if they lose. Uh, I mean, at, at this spot, um, they're favored. Um, they've been better than the Buccaneers all year. Uh, losing this game, I think, you know, could, could lead to some big changes. But um, we'll definitely see what happens. All right. Well, that's the wild card round. Lots of good football on this weekend. From Saturday to Monday, should be interesting. Um, let's get to lock of the week. Final part of our show, always fun to do these. Um, last weekend, we were all winners. All winners. <laughs> uh, so that brings uh, – so, yeah, let me go through what happened last week. So I had the Jaguars making the playoffs. They did, obviously, so that was one for me. Bobby had South Dakota State winning the FCS championship. They did that easily. Bobby, congrats on that win. Run, and rabbits, Run. <laughs> Lexi had the Giants covering the spread, um, which I believe when was it last week? Um, I have to quickly look it up and see. I think it was like something stupid, like thirteen or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Georgia? Oh uh, no, no. no. He, oh, sorry, she sorry. she had the Giants covering the uh, oh, yeah. spread against uh, Philadelphia. And anyway, I, I forgot what it was, but the Giants covered uh, Philadelphia one by six. The spread was like six. Yeah, it was. 16 and a half. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Giants covered that uh, by 10 points. And uh, uh, Lacey got the win there. All right. New locks. Um, wild card weekend. What we got? I'll kick us off, I guess. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacksonville plus two at home uh, against the Chargers. I, I, I feel like, look, Herbert getting there, that was a big step in his career. But change is pain it's it's painful to be a charger in general and you know you kind of have to take it step by step i think trevor lawrence and the jaguars in a night game in jacksonville look those people are crazy this is going to be an insane atmosphere an insane environment um people people kind of forget have a tendency to completely forget about the jaguars which is complete which is fair they haven't done anything but that that place gets nuts that is a, a the, the Florida men, the Florida type of like weirdness that you see and have heard memes about, that's Jacksonville all the way. That's not Miami or Tampa where it's mostly old people. Jacksonville is where the weird, weird Florida people really reside. And that place is going to be just nuts. So uh, give me the Jaguars to uh, cover two and uh, get the win at home in advance. All right. Got Jaguars plus two is a lock for Bobby. Lexi, you got one, or do you want me to go? Yeah, you can go. I'm still trying to mull it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. So, I I really love the the Bengals to win um, by eight and a half, and I like I I think I said the the Seahawks will cover against the 49ers, but I'm gonna stay away from those as locks just because those are both you know division games. I mean, I I think you know it's just so hard to predict playoff games that are division games because these teams are playing each other for a third time. They're familiar with each other. You could easily say, um, oh, yeah, this will be a blowout. Or, oh, this will be a close game. But you just never know. Same with Dolphins, Bills. I don't really love 
I, I feel like that could be easily minus 13, but I don't really love it because sometimes the Josh Allen just, you know, does stupid things. So I am actually going to um, put my like on my lock. <laughs> this might be an even dumber decision, uh, but I'm going to put my lock on the Vikings minus three. I'm going to trust Kirk Cousins can get it done in a 430 slot at home. The Giants are happy to be here. They play tough. They, you know, they're. I'm not saying that they're not a good team, but I trust Kirk Cousins more than I trust Daniel Jones. I like their talent. Um, I like that they're a little bit more experienced. Um, so, again, and the Giants having to travel to Minnesota again to play this game. Uh, they're going to have a little bit more familiarity, but I just don't – I just – can't get with these divisional uh, playoff games. So um, I'm going to take the Vikings minus three as my lock. Okay. Um, so I was, I really like this Bengals Ravens guys. I'm really high in the Bengals right now. Um, their over under is actually 41 and a half. And I'm going to say it's going to be over in that game. I think Joe Burrow is going to go off. Um, I also think the Ravens might score a little more than they did last time. Who knows, but it's going to be over 41 and a half for sure. All right, Bengals Ravens over over forty one and a half. Pretty good. Um, okay, I know I just gave that huge spiel. I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust my lock before I like lock it in. Uh, I I like the Vikings just to win. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win by three. Let me change that because if they win by two or one, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna do Vikings just to win for like a one point. Like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be annoying. Yeah. Yeah, Vikings win. Uh, I'm not gonna mess with the spread. I like the Vikings just to win. I, th- I mean, they could do, but they could win by three. I, I, I'm, I'm confident about that, but I'm more confident that they're just win the game. So, my lock is the Vikings to win. Uh, Bobby's got Jaguars plus two, and, and for them to move on, and um, Lexi is taking their over on 41 and a half for Bengals Ravens. So, um, we'll see how we do next week. Maybe we'll get another round of wins and get closer to making our overall record a little bit closer to 500. Right now, we're all tied at 5-8. and eight. Um, So, yeah, it should be interesting. We got to come up with, like, a prize for the, for the winner, by the way, if there is a winner. We got we to gotta decide. Like, <laughs> we all we, tie. Yeah, right, right. We got to decide what we win if somebody wins this. But uh, I, might, I might get an ML on it because ML is a pretty good gift giver. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, cool. Well, appreciate everybody for listening. Hope you enjoy this football weekend. Stay tuned for next week. Got a lot more football to talk about. We'll see you guys. Peace. See ya. Y'all.